Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of That 80s Child, The Generation Y. And my name is Gabrielle. In this episode, I'm going to be discussing a selection of movies. Originally, I was doing this episode to discuss, like, overall the 80s and 90s movies. But as I was doing my research, there are just way too many to name in the short 30 minutes that I try and do these episodes for. So what I'm going to do instead is I'll do a few movie episodes with a few selections that I really, really like, like my favorites. Of course, there will always be more. So I just figured, let me just do a few things. But I'm not going to do it all in one episode. It would just either be way too long or... It would get boring after a while because you can't just name everything and just keep going. So let me just do my favorites. I'll do another one before the end of this season for That 80s Child. And then the next season, um, which will be in the new year, I'll probably sprinkle a couple of movie episodes in there as well. It'll probably be the same with music because I want to do one that's specifically about music. I know that I've done other ones that... I did other ones that incorporated music, not just the music of the, of the time. I want to do that. So what I'm going to start with are my favorites and what I classify as classics. All of these are from the 80s, and I'll work my way up. First one I have on my list is Labyrinth. It's one of my favorite movies, and it is an integral part of my childhood. I just It came out in 1986 done by Jim Henson obviously and starred David Bowie and I cannot express how much I admire and have admired Jim Henson it's a shame that he died as early as he did because I think that he could have given us a lot more than we already have that he's given uh, I know that his son took over and he does still do a lot of things with the Muppets and the Creature Shop and things like that. But I do think the driving force of the the main big creativity was, was Jim Henson. So I have one of the books that they released regarding Labyrinth and his original notes and the original story that the movie came from, that came from, like, Jim Henson, what he wrote. And I find it... I. I find all that fascinating, how it, how it came out as an idea, how it was penned down, and then how it turned into the movie that we all know and love. Now, I know it might not necessarily be, it could just be rumor, but I've heard that people are saying that there might be another labyrinth that they're trying to redo it. And I know I've harped on this before, especially with the cartoons, them trying to redo it and I understand nostalgia is a very big thing right now for people in my generation hence the reason why I'm doing this podcast so yes I am riding that wave but there are certain movies and certain shows and certain cartoons that do not need to be redone there's a reason why they are so close to us and that we love them so much is because they are of the time you bring them forward you change the way that those stories are put out and the way that they look, it's no longer what we knew and love. So Labyrinth, you, you can't bring David Bowie back. And Jim Henson wrote this story. And it was done well. And it was done 
for that time and it will remain with us for the length of our time and what we've if we show our ch our children i know i've showed my son there is no need to redo it because it was of the time we love it the way it is just leave it alone and i'm probably going to harp on a couple other things too but <laughs> it just annoys me because there are so many so many things out there and i think nowadays that creativity pool that's out there is is drying up or has already dried up and they're just trying to go back on uh reused water for the pool that has that needs to be filtered it's just gross and it's just don't just stop that if you can't figure something out just don't do it at all don't ruin it for other people don't ruin what was a great thing for the for today just to get your money's worth because you're trying to cash in on a, a genre that's and an, a generation that is out there looking for something. Just, just stop it. Another movie uh, from 1984, The NeverEnding Story. Besides the fact that Lamal, who had the title song for the soundtrack, which I love that song and it's still on my playlist, he also is in uh, the band Kaja Gugu for like the one album I think that they did and they changed and then they went downhill from there. Fun fact. Uh, the actual Never Ending Story was written by Michael End, E-N-D-E, and he was a German writer. And I've read it, I have it, it's in my collection. And the actual movie was only actually written for like I think the first two or three chapters there's so much more in that story in that book and it, it truly is it truly felt like a never-ending story when you're trying to read it it's good it's a good story but when you read it and you're thinking of the movie in your head you're like wow this is way beyond past that point of the of the movie there's just so much information in there and I think that's why they did the never-ending story two and three and while I love Jonathan Brandis in the second one they did not do it justice. There is so much information, creativity information in that book that they, if they chose to redo a movie, don't do the first never-ending story again. Just go into the to the Michael End book, pick out like chapters five, six, and seven, and you can make a movie, and then you can do another one. And with our technology that we have today, it, I think it could be done very well if if they could actually realize it but unfortunately I'm not a movie maker I wanted to be actually I just uh, I don't know I wish I could do these I wish I had the funds to do these because I think that like something like the never ending story now that if they wanted to go into uh, the uh, old pool of uh, creativity they could easily come up with other never ending story chapters not the original and, of course, we all know the uh, scene with Atreyu and Artax scarred us all. <laughs> Still gets me now. And it was just done so well that you do have your heart wrenched out of you for that whole scene. The never-ending story actually scared me when I was little. I loved it, but it did scare me because you had Gamork, which was the wolf. He was scary. And then you had... Uh, Morla, which was the huge turtle, which, by the way, in the book, Morla has a, a huge, a bigger part. Check out the book. You should read it. It's, it's very interesting. 
I would suggest watching these with your kids. Definitely know that some of them will probably be nightmare-inducing, but they're so great anyway. They stick with you. Another movie, 1982, was The Dark Crystal, another Jim Henson movie. Like I said, Jim Henson, especially in the 80s and the early 90s before he passed, he was very integral, especially in uh, children movies and shows. Um, the only reason why I love The Dark Crystal, don't get me wrong. Another reason why it le uh, gave me another level of loving it is that all the concept art was done by Brian Froud. And he's like one of my favorite artists. I have a load of his artwork, his books and things like that. Um, a lot of fairy related. He's from Cornwall, England, which I spent a lot of my time there when I was over in England when I lived there for a little while. It's a beautiful place. And if you just put that place and his artwork together, it's just, it's, it's literally magical. So the Dark Crystal is, besides it being scary as well with the Skeksis, it's just the artwork. And if you look at Brian Froud's artwork, you can see it just come to life. It's just great. And um, his wife, Wendy Froud, was, uh, she actually does doll making. So you see some of her work in there. And their son, Toby Froud, played Toby in Labyrinth. So, and he's, I believe, does a lot of cosplaying and um, not cosplaying, sort of cosplaying. It's like all that, like, Renaissance stuff. All like it's a they're just a great family and they're just so creative and I just love all their art the artwork that they've done so check them out if you've seen the movies definitely look at the, the artwork for Brian Froud and even Re Wendy Froud it's just all, all awesome stuff another movie from 1985 uh, Legend Legend is the epitome of a, f a fantasy imagination induced world and even though I'm not a big fan of Tom Cruise, I do love this movie. He's in it, obviously, very young. And I don't even see him as Tom Cruise. He's just a part, a part he's playing within this whole world. The biggest part in that movie is Tim Curry, who plays Darkness. And I read that they were trying to tweak the weight for the horns that he wore. Because originally they were so heavy, he couldn't actually stand up properly. So in the very beginning uh, shots of the movie, you don't really see him. And it actually did the movie well because you it's like an anticipate anticipation. Um, you don't see him. You hear his voice. You, they hear, hear him being referenced, but you don't actually see him until you see him come out at the, for the full-length mirror and you see hi him in all of his glory. And they did eventually find a way to lighten those, those horns that he was wearing. And like I said, I think it, even though it was like a, a temporary setback, they felt like, I think it did the movie so well because it was just that whole anticipation of like, oh my God, like you hear the voice and you don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be great. And it was. The other thing I loved about Legend was the soundtrack by Tangerine Dream. I know there are two separate, if you look up Legend soundtrack, there are two separate ones. There is one that's just like the, the basic studio release, but then there's Tangerine Dream's version, and that's the one that you need to get. If you have not heard it, you should check it out. It's great. The title song, um, Loved, by the song uh, Loved by the Sun by 
John Anderson from Yes. And also Brian Ferry, uh, Is Your Love Strong Enough, who he's from Roxy Music. So it's just, they're all great songs. And the whole album is just wonderful. So check it out. And if you haven't seen Legend, you need to check it out now. There's unicorns in there, for Christ's sake. Just watch it. <laughs> oh, and Billy Barty's in it. I love Billy Barty. He's in uh, Time Bandits, which I'll discuss in another uh, episode. I love Time Bandits. If you haven't seen that, please check it out before I talk about it. It's great. And I just want to make mention, like, I'm just going over these, like, in a broad spectrum. I could sit here and I could discuss every little detail of the movie, and I could pretty much word for word tell you what happened. But I figured I'm telling you why I like it, who's in it, when it came out, little bits of information from it. But if you want to watch it, just go out and find that most of the stuff, I think Labyrinth you can stream on Netflix. Never Ending Story, I believe, is on there as well. I think The Dark Crystal. Not sure about Legend. But all of these are, I believe, available for you to be able to stream from one service or other. So it's, you know, and I'm most people nowadays have more than just one streaming service. I know I do. Or maybe I'm just the only idiot who's like, okay, you stream this. Your company streams this. I'm going to get rid of cable television because I'm like I'm going to save money and then I have like so many streaming services I think I'm probably paying about the same amount of money as I would if I had cable television but whatever I can watch what I want to watch instead of it being certain shows I'm really I don't really watch regular um, television anymore is that sad or not sad I'm not sure <laughs> so anyway moving on another movie from 1988 Beetlejuice you can't go wrong with Beetlejuice. You have Tim Burton, who I love all of his stuff because you have it's dark humor to everything that he does. And I and it's just that visual too, how he sees everything. And Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice is great. And I think they're coming out with another one. I did see Beetlejuice too, and I think everybody I think Gina Davis and Alec Baldwin, I'm not entirely sure will be back in it. Either way, I'm kind of looking forward to that. It's not a reboot. It's just another one, which I'm kind of interested to see how they do that. I don't know when that's supposed to come out, but I know it was teased. So Beetlejuice was, is great. You can quote that till the cows come home. And I also loved the cartoon that came out afterwards. I think that was in the early 90s when that came out. But I, lo I watched that, so... And uh, and I, if you wanted to have it, to have it, they, it's fairly cheap on Amazon, just the DVD. I think they even have a Blu-ray out for it now. So for <laughs> 5 or $6, you can't go wrong. It's a great movie. Another movie from 1988 was Willow, which is in the same vein as, like, Legend, Dark Crystal, and all of that because it's all, like, fantasy-based. There's witches, there's fairies, and um, sword fighting. <laughs> And you have uh, Val Kilmer in that, which I pretty much I pretty much fell in love with Val Kilmer in that movie. And if you haven't checked out the Amazon documentary that they did, Val, where he shows um, his like home videos and videos that he took behind the scenes from the various movies that he's been in, um, I would definitely I would check it out because it was so good. And I'm so glad that he's in a a spot now in his life that he can still express his creativity since he's lost his voice. Um, it's an inspiring 
documentary. I would suggest watching it. But besides him, you have Warwick Davis. I have such an issue saying that. And I love him because he's been in a couple other movies that I've seen. He's in uh, Harry Potter. He plays... Um, what does he play in Harry Potter? Oh, he was in Leprechaun? Interesting. I did not know that. I guess he played Leprechaun. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what he played in Harry Potter. Yeah, he was lepre he was he played the leprechaun. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> Anyhow, so he was in Harry Potter and um, he was also in another uh, miniseries, TV miniseries that I love was called The Tenth Kingdom. John Larroquette's in it too, so great, great. If you haven't seen that, I'm not going to be discussing that later. So The Tenth Kingdom, you should check it out. It's great. Um, and also, Ron Howard um, directed uh, Willow, and it was uh, done through Lucasfilm. So you just really can't, you can't go wrong. That's all like a great combination of everything. The other thing is, is that you have, um, you have um, Jean Marsh, and if you don't know who Jean Marsh is, look it up, because she was also played in Return to Oz. She played Mumby, the woman with all the heads, and she was the original head, the OG head. She also played in another great movie that I watched uh, called The Changeling. And she, she wasn't in that movie very long, but she was in there. And she was also in an episode of The Twilight Zone. It was the one where the guy is left on a meteor because of, uh, I think he murdered someone. And she played the robot that the uh, pilot brought down for him as a companion. Oh, and she also played in Upstairs, Downstairs. That's the other one. So she's, she's a great actress. I love her. And she plays such a great crazy lady. <laughs> so in Willow, like, she's the, the, uh, the queen. And, in, and she plays Mumby, for Christ's sake. She's like, she, it's just, she just plays a great part that way. And finally, in my little selection of movies, I also have Goonies. That's from 1985. Now, Goonies, granted, is not necessarily within the same vein as the rest of the movies that I mentioned, but it also it it's just an awesome story about those the kids who just find a a map of for treasure. And I don't know about you, but before GPS, before internet, before Google satellite and maps and all that baloney, if you were to go into an old attic and you defined a, an old map that was for the local area and that you could possibly find something, you would totally go out and try and find it. And if that would be the most amazing summer <laughs> or whatever time to actually spend time with your friends and, and hunt for treasure. It's just, it's like every kid's dream, or at least was for me. I would have loved it. So, and uh, there are so many people in that movie, I'm not gonna mention everybody, but you can't go wrong with the, the kids that they chose. They all worked well together. I think they all did their, their part very, very well. And then you had Cindy Lauper who did the, uh, the Goonie song. <laughs> so it's just, I don't know. I, I know my son loves that movie, um, which I'm glad he does, because I know some of these movies that I'll show him that are my favorites, that are, are from the time, 
they can be a little dated and he might sit there and be like, why did you like this movie? <laughs> but I believe all of the ones that I've mentioned, minus the Dark Crystal, I don't think he necessarily liked that movie that, that much. He's, he's taken in and he's enjoyed them enough to be like, yeah, if I ever have any offspring, I might show them. <laughs> so it will move down the generations. Because I, I don't want these to be forgotten. I know they won't. Um, I think there's enough uh, out there for people to keep them in memory. But they're all really great. They're all really great movies for different reasons. And they're all very, very like creative and bringing you into another world that you can get lost in. And that's what makes a great movie. And I know that they, uh, I still look forward to movies now. Most of them are probably Marvel movies. Beyond that, like I, I want to, when I get into a movie, I want to not realize that I'm sitting in a movie theater or my living room or wherever the heck I might be watching this movie. I don't want to remember where I am. I want to be in that movie. I want to be right along the main character and experiencing it with them. And that's how I watch a movie. I'm part of that movie now. I'm in there. I might not be the character, but I'm like, I'm an unspoken character that's along for the ride. Movies now, at least the new ones that I've, I've watched, they're few and far between where I feel like that immersion as much as I used to. And I don't know if maybe I'm just becoming, I don't know, distant from them because I'm just not like relating to them anymore, especially like as you get older and you have like the, the younger generation making their stuff and you're like, I just don't understand what's happening. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's that. I think it's just more of I, the people that are making movies and don't get me wrong. There are great movies that are out there now. It's just not as, I don't feel like there are as many of them. And this is putting aside the pandemic and like, you know, everything being postponed. I'm talking about within the last 10 years at least. And it's just like, there are, there are a few that are great. And I love all the Marvel movies because I just love, I love comic books. We have a whole slew of selection of comic books. Uh, my mom collected, my dad collected, I collected, my son collects. So that of course will always be part of us, but beyond that I don't think I've seen too many movies where I'm like I must have that on DVD or, or or just I have to wait for it to come out on streaming somewhere so I can rewatch it there's only been a few that I'm like I can't wait I can't wait to be able to rewatch it I've never gone back to the movies it's just too damn expensive now <laughs> beyond that I don't I just feel like it's just not as immersion Im immersive as it used to be my opinion. I understand that everybody has their favorites and everybody's going out and they're like, I love this movie. And I'm sitting there thinking like, really? Again, we're all entitled to our opinion. We're all entitled to like a movie and me to dislike a movie or you to dislike a movie and me to love a movie. It's all, it's all perspective. It's all our opinions and all our likes and dislikes. I'm just telling you what I feel. <laughs> I also have on my blog, I put... Um, my top five movies that I can watch on repeat. And I do believe Labyrinth and Neverending Story were um, honorable mentions. And the reason why I put them as honorable mentions rather than my favorite movies is because it wasn't a top five favorite. It was my ones I could watch on repeat. 
And while I love Labyrinth and while I love Neverending Story, you have to be in that type of mood to watch them. The other movies that I mentioned, and I one of them was Clue, which has Tim Curry in it <laughs> and a bunch of other people. I can watch that probably back to back and still laugh at it and still enjoy it and still can't wait to watch it again. Labyrinth, a never-ending story, I can watch it and then I'll give it I'll give it a week or so and maybe I'll watch it again. I love it for what it was for me from when I was a kid and how and especially never-ending story with the the theme song like I that was my theme song because it was just about imagination and running with it and I still do that so it's it will they will always be a part of me regardless I just can't watch them back to back or I can't watch them every other day it has to be when I really want to experience that again and especially like some of them can bring back like how it was when we were little sometimes that is good sometimes you just you need to live in the present because living in the past isn't always rainbows and butterflies <laughs> so now I hope everybody that has kids or plans to have kids and knows these movies and loves them will introduce them to their kids eventually and like I said some of them can be a little creepy so maybe wait until they're a little older or just sit with them and be like you know that's just a puppet you know but it's great uh, I hope that you will pass that down and I know a lot of the people that I went to school with and have kids have shown them have shown their kids these movies and I, I commend them for being awesome parents <laughs> no matter what else you might have done <laughs> because it's great to just it's sort of like a, a legacy and I know we have so many other things within our own lives that we can give to our kids but we also have this in the entertainment industry. You can easily just be like, this was when I was little and this is how it was for me. And you're showing them that. And I do that for my son. So I, like I said, I commend the people that have done it. And if you haven't had kids yet or you have nieces and nephews, hey, you can show them these movies too and just be like, these are great and they're always going to be great and you're going to love them. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Like I said, um, I'm not going to go into like all the details of what the movie was about. I'm just going to go into like some fun facts that I've read about or things that I know or why I like them. And again, I will have another episode with other movies because like this, there's just so many in the 80s and 90s alone that I couldn't just do one episode. So this, I might do it. I only have, this is episode seven. I'm only going to be doing 10 per season. So I might do one more before this season's done, and then I'll do like two or three in the next one. So yeah, so I'm really I'm I'm really happy uh, with the outcome of these podcasts so far. I I know it's just me talking, and I know before in the very beginning I was saying I was going to try and get my son or my mom on, but there's been a lot of stuff going on at home, and you know, try, trying to coax my son onto recording his voice uh, is, I understand that because I had so much nerves just doing this. I still dislike some of the things, how I say things and whatever, whatever I constantly say and I'm starting to hear it more and I'm like, oh my God, how many times have I said that? 
and I have to go in and edit things down because I'm like, okay, I said that like five times. We can, we can cut that out. But I'm really happy that there are some people that are listening and whoever do listen, I really appreciate you and I really um, thank you so much because, you know, it's not like I, w I was going out doing this thinking that I was going to be the next uh, trending individual and I certainly don't want to be an influencer with some of the influencers that are out now. I just wanted to have another outlet for the creativity for something else besides just writing. And I hope you're checking out my blog too because I do put a lot of effort into what I put out there. And like I said before, good, bad, or otherwise, I would really like to know what you think because then I could tweak how I do things if you have any suggestions or maybe even like an idea to where I could go from here I'm all open for that and I know I've said in my in some posts that I might regret asking everybody's opinion but we need to know I need to know everything you know for what you think and if it's bad then it's bad and I'll just take it I'll take it in turn and I know that's difficult because I do have issues when people like critique some of the stuff that I do. I get, it's very personal. Um, a lot of the stuff that I do is very personal. A lot of it comes from personal experience. It's not just me putting out some story about things that I've never done or never seen and it's just being creative. It's, it's a lot of very personal things that come from past experiences and things that I think and things that I've been through so I if there are bad critiques on it it might hurt me a little bit but I need to get a tough tougher skin on it so because it's just okay you don't like it that's fine and I might I have to get beyond that so that's okay and it'll help me to get beyond that so yes please uh, comment on the blogs comment on the podcast Sign up for emails to let you know when I have new uploads via blog or the podcast. Uh, follow me on Spotify or anywhere that you listen to the podcast because everything gets uploaded at the same time. So you will get alerted when there's new ones up. And please be on the lookout for my other podcast that I'm going to be doing about supernatural and paranormal things. I am going to be recording that soon. I was trying to do that next um, Friday, this past Friday, but like I said, a lot of stuff going on at home. So, um, so yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I have three more left of this season. I'm looking forward to having one like come to a close, and I can say I've completed this, and looking forward to the next. So, um, yeah, so just make sure that you sign up, like, follow, subscribe, whatever you do to the podcast and the blog and on my website GabrielleCataldi.com and I really appreciate all the people that have been checking it out and been listening I really do appreciate you thank you so much so this is Gabrielle signing off for that 80's child the generation Y bye <laughs>